Hello. Hi. Um, this is a true episode of Chardonnay and DNA because I am drinking hard shard. Nice. 19 crimes. Yes. There you go. Did you see the Snoop Dogg one? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh, I went to the liquor store to try and find it, but they didn't have it. Oh no, I've definitely seen it. I'll just have to grab I'll just have to grab it sometime. If you see it, please buy it for me because I love Snoop and I need it. I th- is it red though? I'm I won't drink it. It's just gonna sit on my you, shelf. I just want the bottle. I just want the bottle, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I was also speaking of our name. Our namesake of Chardonnay. Yes. Um, I was thinking, like, we should probably introduce ourselves in the podcast um, because fucking podcasts play backwards. So if people are looking and see our podcast, they might just click the um, most recent one and then they're just mm. listening to us babble without knowing who we are. So that's a solid point. Yeah. I was like, wow, I listen to like, hundreds of podcasts and i'm just now figuring this out you know you live and you learn there's a learning curve yeah so with that being said i am becky and i'm rachel and this is chardonnay and dna we talk about all things dna yeah and some things not but that's okay and some things kind of not but we at least always tie it back a little ish kind of kind of but we, you know, we at least say DNA. That's how it started. And it might branch off from that. We don't know. We can't yeah. predict the future, just like we can't predict this election. What? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, we cannot. No, but there's also a lot of stories that we both want to cover that we can't find DNA links to. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's 2020. You know, there are Nothing no makes rules. sense anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so on on recording day, we are this is November 5th, so we are on day two, uh well, like I guess night 3 of anticipating the election. Oh my god, I forgot to share the best meme with you that you'll love. Well, it's not a meme, but it's like a a, a fucking TikTok. Mm-hmm. So you know the scene in Parks and Rec whenever <laughs> Leslie is going against Bobby Newport? Bobby Newport. <laughs> And he's like, come on, Leslie, just give it to me. Just give it to me. I just give want it. it. Just, just give me it. it. So there's <laughs> a video that they made with Trump and Pence. Not Pence. Trump. Pence isn't in it. It's Trump. And then um, Biden and Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. And they have their mouths moving to that. And oh, Trump's oh, like, just give it to me because I want it. I want it. Come on, give it Who's to me. Who's your dad? Who's your dad? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Bobby Newport. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so that's where we're at. So uh, yeah. oh, you had a good uh, a good ice breaky break. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, we all we all have things we're scared of when we're young. And I'm not talking about like the typical like oh my god there's a spider in my room kind of shit i'm talking about like we all had a boogeyman mm-hmm. right or like something that just like instilled terror in us when we were young um so i was just wondering if you had one if you remember it yeah mine's like lame because so many people are afraid of this but i was horrified of clowns and the reason is because when i was like i'm not even kidding i was like eight or nine years old and i was at a sleepover and we watched uh the og uh it the steve you know the og stephen king it and 
you know, today I would watch it and I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's that's definitely creepy. Um, but like Stephen King's great, so I would have I I would like it today, but at that time, no fucking bueno. Yeah. It kept me up. I hated I hated even like I didn't like balloons. Like balloons freaked me out because that was like his sign. Um, so yeah, the clowns uh, that movie scared the shit out of me. That that's fair. Oof, man. What was your right. So I have two. Um when I was young, I don't remember what sibling it was, but one of them told me that if I hung my feet off the end of the bed, <laughs> the chainsaw man would get me <laughs> and cut my feet off. That's so mean. And I can't remember if it was my sister or my brother, and I'm leaning towards my brother, but he probably will deny it. And he might he might not have told me that, but I vividly remember one of them telling me that. And he also chased me kind of with a chainsaw once. So, like, there was no blade on it. It was Halloween, and, like, he... I was playing on my grandma's porch and he just wanted to scare me. So he like pulled the curtains aside and like revved the and chainsaw revved yeah. with like a goat. He had like a wolf mask on. So like I might be merging these two things together in my brain, but I remember one of them telling me that if I hung my feet off the edge of the bed, the chainsaw man would cut them off. Um, so you, the chainsaw man. Are you still afraid of the chainsaw? Oh man? yeah. My feet have to be tucked in. If my feet come untucked, I like have a panic attack and I have to completely wake up and remake the bed. It's the most annoying thing in the world. That's so funny that you just said that because we were at um a small uh not it was not socially distant but it was small everyone quarantine blah blah blah. We all know that we're doing yeah. what you're supposed to be doing blah blah. So but but they didn't want their our, our friends didn't want their kids to go trick or treating. Um because of the pandemic so they just did like they set up a little like haunted house thing and what and my fiance joe he took he he did the chainsaw thing he took off he took off the chain and just scared scared the shit out of some kids like there there were tears so like yeah that's, that's just a classic move it really is it really is and like in hindsight it was brilliant but at the time i was horrified and it has stayed with me my entire life. I'm not yeah. worried about demons. I'm not worried about demons. Everyone's like, oh, demons are going to dry. Nope, nope, chainsaw man. So. I mean, um, you and, live for demons. Yeah. D- d- drag me home, demons. I want to come home. Um, <laughs> but no. So chainsaw man and then aliens, man. Fucking aliens. I don't know what movie it was I watched when I was young, but. I remember this scene and it might not have been a movie. It might've been one of those stupid documentaries of like, you know, a haunting or whatever, Mm -hmm. but an alien went and like cut open the screen and like crawled in the bedroom and like abducted this child essentially. And it has stayed with me forever. And I still am afraid of aliens as we all know. Aliens are like, they're so scary because they're so unknown. Like, yeah, they're so mysterious. We always think that they're going to be way more advanced than us and like all this stuff. But really, it's probably just mirror images of us. And it's probably just like fucking bugs, like just weird ass bugs. But have we have we talked about this? Um, What do you find scarier? The deepest part of the ocean or space? Can we talk oh, about this? fuck no yeah i i get into this debate all the time recently i got into this debate around a fire with my with my brother and his wife and my parents um 
And my mom and I agreed that space is far scarier. I mean, really, they're basically just like inversions of each other. Like, so we don't know what exists in either realm. But to me, space is fucking horrifying. So here's the thing with the ocean. okay? and here's the thing with space. Space is terrifying to me. Don't get me wrong, because, you know, fucking aliens. But space is like never ending and just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. The ocean eventually fucking ends somewhere. It has to end somewhere. And the things in the ocean are much more realistic to come and fucking, you know, that we don't, that we were more real. It's more realistic that we would discover the things in the ocean. That's, that's my thinking. My, my brother was arguing that like the ocean is like just unfathomably deep like okay but it has to you would just go to the other side of the fucking world like the world is like a f- finite thing like it doesn't it's not like this like outer space where it just fucking keeps going and you know what i mean yeah, do you get what i'm saying that's my thing i find space terrifying i don't understand like <laughs> speaking of like like irrational fears like have you seen the movie gravity the one with sandra bullock no it's so st- stupid Um, that's why i haven't seen it's very dumb but what really fucking disturbed me was like george clooney um he came like he he detached from like the the spaceship somehow i forget but he just floated away where does he go he just floats around maybe he'll turn into like a meteor maybe he like calcifies that's what meteors are maybe like no they're just rocks but you know whatever like where does he like where did he go what happens to him what like does he go into a black hole where do the black holes go what like it it's so ominous to me whereas if i were to die in the ocean i would just i would drown like i know how i would die well you'd probably die kind of drown in the space because you'd have no oxygen right you would like suffocate but what happens before that i don't know it's very it's suffocate is the word i was looking for my brain was like what's the word when there's not water but there's no oxygen (laughs) what does it mean when you drown in the air i hate when my i do that all the time it'll be like such an obvious word and i'm like you know you know the the word for like the thing you know the the thing that you do this in and people are like rachel you fucking idiot we've talked about that on this podcast before there's a whole buzzfeed list about when you forget like simple words like like what yeah what is it called when you're like or uh yeah it's like when you're water hungry and then there was one that was like what is it called when you're like when you're like horny for something but not sex and the the person was like are you talking about excited (laughs) yeah yeah too often that just happened with suffocation what is it called when you like drown but you're in the air (laughs) (laughs) when you drown but there's no fucking water (laughs) my god yeah yeah all right well do you have any corrections or updates (sighs) i don't think so okay um i did want to mention that um i think about this a lot the story i did a few episodes back about purvis Payne and the innocence project (laughs) um his his uh, execution date is rapidly approaching so if anyone has a couple bucks that they're just wanting to throw around like please consider the innocence project I, I just i think about that case like a lot it just pops into my head um well, let's definitely post that on all of our social media yeah uh so that everybody can find it it's easily accessible 
Um, and yeah, check it out. And, you know, I think that's a really good thing to bring up. Yeah. I just, it's, I think it's December 3rd. Um, oh, wow. There, and there actually is, uh, an up, an update. It's new legislation aimed at protecting people who are intellectually disabled from being sentenced to death was filed Wednesday morning ahead of the planned execution. Um, of Purvis Payne. So, okay, maybe they're maybe they're kind Well, of still trying. you should show that support, you know. It's still important. It's really um, important. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's all that I okay. wanted to share. How about you? No, I just have an impending sense of doom constantly right now, so nothing yeah. to share. Yeah, pretty yep. Pretty much. The one thing I'm going to share is her padded room, so. Okay. Well, tell me a story. All right, so the DNA in this story, like I said, is a fucking stretch. (laughs) Your exact exact words in your text, like, stretch was, was spelled out stretch like it was it was, <laughs> it was all capitalized and stretched <laughs> it was it was spaced out in between every letter so i was like okay this shit's gonna be a stretch it's gonna be a stretch but i could not get it out of my brain and i was like fuck it we're fucking it's like the johnstown flood once i was stuck on it i wanted to do it and i couldn't i could not focus on anything else well so. and i think we also i i requested that you do something that's kind of like lighter like i i can't handle a tragedy like i, I cannot handle yeah. like a, a, a horrible grisly story this week yeah and don't get me wrong there's some fucked up stuff in this I but mean, i don't get into any really bad details there's one part that i cried a little bit about but it's because it's about an animal and that happens and i can't help it um but it's not super heavy so no, that's that's fine i like you know what i mean just something yeah. a little bit like i could it's handle not, a purvis pain story today no like, it's not gonna no... piss you off it's not gonna piss <laughs> okay, you off like okay, that good, no good so that's all um, i want so, all right, are you ready for a tale? Yes. Okay. On November 12th, 1966, five men were in a cemetery preparing a grave for burial. They were digging the grave in Clendenin, West Virginia, roughly an hour and 20 minutes away from Point Pleasant, West Virginia, when they spotted something strange. They saw something take off from the trees. They described it as a winged man-sized creature with large, bright eyes and massive wings. They reported the incident, but it was only the beginning of a string of sightings in the area. Oh, is this like Mothman? Yes. (gasps) Yes. Yeah. So a few nights later, on November 15th, Roger and Linda Scarberry were driving through the area with Steve Mallet and his significant other. I could not find their name anywhere. Uh, they drove through what was what locals called the TNT area near Point Pleasant, West Virginia. The area was known as the TNT area because during World War II, there was a factory that produced the explosives and there are multiple TNT igloos in the area okay. that are still used to store explosives. Oh. Um, <laughs> essentially, you cannot see them from like an aerial view. They were put there to hide. Um, and like you, they're like little hobbit holes is what they look like. Watch your step over there. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's a whole ass door. It looks almost like a bunker, but like from the air, it would just look like a mound of dirt. 
Okay. So just in case spies, things like that, it was like meant to hide the TNT or the explosives. Uh Um, One of them actually did explode in 2010, I found out, like the whole bunker. But yeah, that seems very, um, that seems very dangerous. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yep. So that's there. (laughs) Um, It's also part of a wildlife preserve in that area. (laughs) Wow. There's a lot going on. (laughs) There's, it's, yeah, it's West Virginia. Um, West Virginia, we got bombs in the ground. I actually really love West Virginia, and like, there's actually they have a ton of places that have bombs in the ground. Like Dolly Sods was a um, bomb testing like ground, and if you're walking through Dolly Sods like nature preserve, and you stumble across like what looks like a fucking landmine, you're not allowed to move, and you have to like call, and they have to come and like see if it's like alive like you could blow up (laughs) west virginia if you're listening if this election goes tits up just feel free to like light that match just light it just yeah just fucking run people through dolly sods just make the whole place blow up the whole country we're close enough that you'll take us out too so we're good do what you feel is necessary (laughs) yeah uh yeah when we went on vacation to davis we were gonna go down to dolly sods and i was like yeah but my luck i'll fucking step on a bomb and we're not gonna do that so oh but why (laughs) (laughs) now i regret it now i would go a different way (laughs) okay so it's part of a wildlife preserve um and they witnessed something that couldn't be real standing in front of them was a creature that was shaped like a man but maybe six or seven feet tall it had giant wings folded against its back and glowing red eyes they panicked and sped away from the beast and moments later they witnessed it flying alongside their car which was going at least a hundred miles per hour to get away it kept up with that car with ease what? <laughs> and okay. they claimed that it followed them down highway 62 and right to the city limits of point pleasant on that same evening around 10 o'clock at night newell partridge was wait- watching television in his salem west virginia home salem is about 90 miles away from point pleasant suddenly his television screen went black and a strange pattern filled the screen a loud whining sound came from outside and it raised in pitch and then ceased partridge's dog bandit started to howl on the front porch and he went outside to see what bandit what had bandit so worked up outside he saw bandit facing the hay barn which is about 150 yards away from the house he turned his flashlight in that direction and saw two red circles that looked like eyes or he actually said they kind of looked like bicycle reflectors, but they definitely weren't bicycle reflectors. Um, they moved, and they were not part of an animal that he had ever seen. Uh, when Bandit saw the eyes, he shot across the yard to chase, chase the creature because he was a hunting dog. Um, and that's just his instinct. Uh, Partridge went back inside to get his gun, but he was too terrified to go back outside. And he went to sleep that night with his gun propped up near his bed. Bandit never came home. This is the saddest part to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fucking bummer. 
Yeah. So he still hadn't shown up two days later when Partridge read the newspaper article about the sightings in Point Pleasant that same night. The article noted the story of Roger Scarberry and his friends who saw the strange bird at the TNT plant. In the article, he said that as they entered the city limits of Point Pleasant, they saw the body of a large dog lying on the side of the road. On their way back out of town, they noticed that the dog was gone. They even got out of the car to look for it, but they found nothing. And Partridge immediately thought of his missing dog. Uh, that was 90 miles away. And did you, did you say did you say the wingspan on this thing? I go. I, I tell you a little bit later. I talk okay. about his description, okay. um, which is very, very like across everybody who's seen it. Their description is almost identical. Okay, because um, the little so, I don't know a lot about this story, but the little that I do know, them calling it a strange bird. I think that's just what the news report called it. Okay, but there's actually um, theories that it's a very rare crane. Hmm. Um, but uh, I've never seen a crane that's like a seven foot tall man. That's so. what I'm. Yeah, that's. And cranes have big long necks, and the description doesn't match. Um, but so Bandit was never seen again, and that's that's the part that made me like cry when I was writing this story. Yeah, that's super sad. <laughs> so he was just doing his job and being a good boy. He was. He was being such a good boy. So, um, okay. So November 16th, a press conference was held in the county courthouse and the couples from the previous sighting recounted their story. Deputy Halstead had known the couples for a long time and took them seriously. And many reporters did too. As news of the sighting spread around the world from the press actually dubbed the creature, the Mothman after a character from the popular Batman television series at the time. I never knew how it got its name. I just, you know, thought common sense, the fucking thing looked like a giant moth. Uh, yeah. I didn't, so, I didn't know it was from Batman, but yeah, it's from Batman. Um, so over the next few months, the Mothman terrorized the town and nearly 100 people came forward with eyewitness reports between November 1966 and December 1967. UFO sightings were also happening at the time and strange encounters with men in black in the area were happening too, which people believed were all related. So there's like reports of men in black just like showing up and interrogating people what yeah i didn't know any of this i've only ever known what we learned from the mothman prophecies and like my very little research i've done i didn't know about the ufos i didn't know about any of that the ufos um i i'll tell you about that sorry well, i'm getting ahead of myself just, that's what i was just randomly thinking was that like it's like aliens right yeah so uh there's there's a theory that it's um it's aliens but who knows okay i lost my place i'm sorry my adhd is really bad because i'm stressed <laughs> yeah i feel it <laughs> um oh the men in black yeah. were coming and you was know it will smith no, because I'd have been real down for that, but it was not. And the other guy, who's the other guy? Tom, uh, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Jones. Jones? Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Lots of researchers and investigators and monster hunters came to search for the Mothman, but the most notable was John Keel, who had written about the Mothman and other unexplained phenomena. Uh, He has like tons of books and like he was the one who really did all the collecting of reporting in the area. He also report collected reports of the UFOs too. Now, was he just kind of a, like a, you know, armchair investigator or was he like, no, I think he actually was like an, a legitimate like researcher. Like a, was he a journalist of some sort? I don't really know. Okay. I, I did. I honestly got bored when I started reading about his books. Cause like, <laughs> It didn't tell. I was like, I don't want to know about the books you wrote. I want to know about what you found, so I don't have to read the books. Fair like enough. that's <laughs> fair enough. So, um, but he arrived. I mean, he sounds pretty legit. Like he's sounds- yes. Like from what I understood, he was the most legit out of all of them. Yeah. So he actually is the one who collected those hundred eyewitness reports and UFO reports. He found that there seemed to be a problem with televisions and phones in the fall of 1966, and that lights had been seen in the skies around the TNT plant. Um, those who saw the Mothman claimed that he was a large gray humanoid type creature with massive wings. He stood between five and seven feet tall with a 10 foot wingspan. His head was described <laughs> as being shaped oddly and sat close to his body. Like he a didn't have a neck foot wingspan. Yeah. Okay. So like, how tall are you? I'm 5'4", so, like, two of me. Two of, yeah, like, one of you on each side of his body. Yeah. And I keep saying he, I don't mean the gender of the Mothman, but man is in the name, and it's just what's coming out of my mouth, so I apologize if it's a moth they. It might be a moth they. It might be a moth she. Oh I don't God. know. I don't know that the Mothman has even a sexuality or gender. Right. Or- it might, uh, non-binary. I don't, I don't know. So, but because man is in the title... It's just easy for me to go to he. So here we are. Um, His head was described as being shaped oddly and sat close to his body like he didn't have a neck. Some even report that he didn't have a head and his eyes protruded from above his torso. His eyes were bright and glowed red and were said to be very large. He's described as having incredible flying abilities and was able to keep up with that car that was going 100 miles an hour with ease without even flapping his wings. That is horrifying. Yes. So he was just coasting that fast? Yep, just coasting that fast. No. He could weave in and out of dense forest areas or rise straight into the sky like a helicopter. So some people have been like, oh, it's just some dude in a costume with a jetpack. Well, we didn't have the technology to do that back then. So... <laughs> There is no way. We still don't have that technology. Um a and <laughs> yeah, like they're like maybe it was like they were testing some kind of like governmental. No, motherfucker, like quit. This is shit you can't explain. So, toward the end of 1967, sightings had died down. Point Pleasant returned to somewhat normal for a little while. But on the night of December 15th, 1967, that would all change. The Silver Bridge crossed the Ohio River connecting Point Pleasant, West Virginia to Gallipolis, Ohio. I'm saying that wrong. Gallipolis? I, I don't know. I'm You're from idea. Ohio. You should know these I, things. I know. Hey. The motherfuckers always are like, like, oh, I'm from this like tiny village that has 300 people. Do you know it? And I'm like, no, I'm from Akron. <laughs> the fuck out of here. You don't know Gallipolis? That's not fair. So, um. <laughs> well, I'm guessing if it's, is it 
it's like near West Virginia, I assume. Yeah, it's like it's, literally the Ohio River separates West Virginia from Okay, it's pre- so Ohio. it's the southern ass tip of Ohio. I'm from the fucking northwest corner. Right. You, you sh- wouldn't have any idea. You shitbags. <laughs> <laughs> so during rush hour traffic, the bridge collapsed. Oh my god, northeast corner. I'm sorry. Sorry, I had to correct myself. Oh, it's cool. When people are like, where are you at from Pittsburgh? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't oh know God. directions. I, I You're telling me that. And I'm like, I still don't know. Like, I couldn't point on a map. Fuck me. Northeast corner. God damn it. This week. Okay, go it's, ahead. Yeah, it's fine. <sighs> um, the bridge collapsed and dozens of vehicles plunged into the Ohio River below. Uh, 46 people were killed and two bodies were never recovered. It was all because of the failure of one link on the bridge. Uh, oh yes i know the story <gasps> isn't that terrifying yes one link that malfunctioned mm-hmm. caused that many people to die caused oh, well, this bridge live, to collapse we live near pittsburgh lots yes of bridges. lots of bridges that are in shit condition yeah very and old the whole thing with this was that they knew it was not in good condition and there were several other bridges in the area that were not in good condition either. That bridge was not meant to hold the weight that it was bearing. So it was rush hour traffic, cars were stopped, it was not meant to have that much weight on it at one time and they had been beating the piss out of this bridge for years. <laughs> yeah, so that's really bad. <laughs> it was like, fuck this, I'm out. And that's what happened. So some people actually claim that they spotted the Mothman near the bridge just before it fell into the river. Mm. There's a ton of theories about what the Mothman was. Was it a large rare crane, a mass hallucination, an alien? I contested that it might be an angel warning those of an impending incident because angels are always described as being fucking weird looking, right? Like they're not beautiful. They're not these angelic creatures. That's how they like manifest themselves for us to see. But like they're giant spinning wheels of fire and thousands of eyes and like really creepy. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was an angel. Mass hallucination though. That's fucking lame. Well, I think they think because of the TNT factory and like leaking chemicals. Oh. But that's still a fucking that's more of a stretch than my DNA. Oh, and they're all having like they're all having the same hallucination. The same yeah. No. Yes. Very weird. Um there were many similarities between there were not many similarities between the witnesses. Like it's not like they were all like you know, like friends coming up with like some mass hysteria thing. Like they were, they were all members of this small, close, like good community. And they were like credible members of their town. They had never started problems before. They didn't want fame. You know, it was nothing like that. Um, one theory is definitely that it was an alien and it coincides with another sighting that happened 10 days before the first Mothman sighting. This is fucking weird. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Many people claim to have witnessed UFO sightings and paranormal experiences during Mothman's time in Point Pleasant, which led them to believe that it could be an extraterrestrial creature. The arrival of the mysterious Indrid Cold, also known as the Grinning Man, also gives this theory some kind of ground. November 2nd, 1966, which was 10 days before the first Mothman sighting, Woodrow Derenberger was driving back to his home in Mineral Wells, West Virginia, when he was cut off by what he thought was a car. The vehicle forced his car 
to slow down and then pull over on the side of the road. When he got closer, he realized that it was not a car, but it was a strange craft that kind of resembled a kerosene lamp chimney. A figure exited the craft and walked to his car. The figure looked very human in appearance, but was wearing a coat that was metallic in was metallic and a blue color he spoke to woodrow and told him that he meant him no harm strangely the man did not move his lips and his mouth remained fixed in its smile which later led people to call him the grinning man what woodrow re- realized that the man was speaking to him telepathically what the man introduced himself as Indrid Cold and told Woodrow that he was from a different galaxy. They conversed for nearly 10 minutes before the strange man returned to his craft. Before he left, he told Woodrow to report his experience to the authorities. Woodrow's story was published and actually corroborated by several witnesses who saw him pulled over on the road and saw him talk to a strange man. Several of the witnesses even described the craft that the man was in correctly. And this was in the 60s? 66. It was 10 days before the Mothman was seen. So it's... it, And it's literally like... There's no... There, like there's no social media like no nope. cameras aren't like something you just have sitting next to you like so it's all the thing that got me about this was the fact that people literally saw him standing there talking to this grinning man and they they described the craft without woodrow talking about the craft and he doesn't and woodrow doesn't know any of these people no Mm-mm. wow um <clears throat> others so so that's like, that's nuts to me. I never heard about that, the Grinning Man. And I don't know how far that actually was from Point Pleasant. The town was called Mineral Wells. So I got to look that up because I'm curious. It's only an hour away. Mm. So that's like nothing for the thing that can fly 100 miles an hour without flapping its fucking wings. I wonder why, like, that area would have been a hub for alien activity. <laughs> It wasn't even just aliens, though. Like, they had poltergeist reports. There was, like, all sorts of crazy shit happening in this, like, one-year span in Point Pleasant and the surrounding areas. I wonder, does it have something to do with the TNT shit? Like, I don't know. Maybe? I I don't know. There's a ton of weird theories I'm going to go over. Okay. Um... So that's injured cold. Others who saw the Mothman were questioned by strange men in black with pale translucent skin. They were asked if they had witnessed the Mothman and if so, what they had specifically seen. Many people reported that they talked in a strange, almost robotic tone that made them nervous, like my motherfucking Starbucks experience. I was just thinking it's like your Starbucks guy. <laughs> I read that and like all the hairs on the back of my neck stood up and I was like, fuck. <laughs> you found one. Oh, they're gonna kill me anyway. We're not that far so, from West Virginia. We're not that far. Um Several of the, oh, okay, so the robotic tone, and it made them nervous, like it's making me right now. Um, <laughs> it made them and piss their pants, like Rachel, when she came, like me. she came fumbling into the meeting we were going to. She's like, you'll never believe what just happened. <laughs> he was really dressed well, too. He just oh, yeah. didn't have translucent skin. So, um, 
Anyone who was questioned and who had, in fact, seen something related to the Mothman was told to remain quiet on the subject. Several of the witnesses received anonymous, threatening phone calls that warned them not to speak about the Mothman. (laughs) Extraterrestrial enthusiasts claim that the descriptions of these strange men match those of an alien species. Okay. So the sightings of those men and the aliens, you know, that that grinning man led a lot of people to believe that Mothman was an extraterrestrial creature that somehow found its way to Earth. Maybe it was one of their like creatures from their planet and they were coming to get it and contain it like or it was one of them. Like, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, So. Other people think it's just a mutated monster. The TNT area had large amounts of chemicals in those concrete domes. Some people believe that after the site was abandoned, toxic substances leaked into the surrounding forest area for the wildlife preserve. They believe that those chemicals mixed with the creature's DNA and created the beast. Moth and human DNA wouldn't be enough in order to create a creature of this sort. Bat DNA could work due to the shared common ancestry between bats and humans, which I didn't know. Yeah, that's I didn't wild. know we had common ancestry. I could be a bat. Maybe that's why I like bats so much. Uh, and um, it could allow <laughs> freaking bats. <laughs> um, so between bats and humans, allowing for a better bond, uh, though the split is quite large, and the creature would have the strength of a human vision from a moth and wing structure of a bat so that's like a proposed dna formula to create the creature i also want to point out that there is no like nobody talks about like what i couldn't find any descriptions of like if it was covered in fur if it was feathers what you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so there's that and then there is also the theory of the 200 year old curse put on the town Oh, all right. I'm I'm on board. I apologize in advance. I am going to really butcher some of these Native American names, and I apologize. I'm going to do my best. This curse can be traced back to the death of Chief Cornstalk and several of his tribesmen. Chief Kai Tagua. Taika- Nailed it. You got it. Tai I don't know. Translates to Cornstalk. Wanted peace with the American colonists who were trying to occupy the land of seven different Native American nations. Ooh, not good. Uh, unfortunately, there was many on both sides who opposed that peace. On November 7th, 1970, not 19, November 7th, 1777, Chief Cornstalk traveled to a fort in an area called Point Pleasant and tried to engage in peace talks with the colonists to prevent the fighting that was going on between the tribes and the colonists. He insisted that the peace was necessary because the British were trying to convince the other nations to join with them to oppose the colonists and that only he and his tribe stood in their way. However, he feared he could not hold them back much longer. Fearful, the colonists took him and his companions prisoner and detained them inside their fort. Because fucking white people. (laughs) (laughs) The worst. (laughs) The worst. Chief Cornstalk was considered to be a skilled fighter and military genius and was greatly respected by both sides. By detaining him, the colonists hoped they could prevent the Native Americans from attacking. Two days later, on November 9th, Chief Cornstalk's son, oh, I'm going to fuck this one up, mm-hmm. Elenipisco, 
Yep. Perfect. Glorious. Visited the fort to see his father and was also detained. On November 10th, gunfire was heard near the Kanahawa River. When soldiers from the fort went to investigate, they found two men who had left to hunt for deer had been ambushed by Native Americans. One was dead. Enraged, the soldiers burst into the quarters of Chief Cornstalk and his companions and brutally murdered them as revenge. Because that makes fucking sense. Yeah. As, that, that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. Like, it was seven different nations. How are you going to prove that it was Chief Cornstalk's tribe? And you just did it because you're whatever. Fuck. So yeah. I said I wasn't going to get pissed off, but I'm pissed I, off I was now. just going to say that's, that's the part that pisses you off. Yeah. Um, enraged, they killed him. And as he lay dying on the ground, Chief Cornstalk is said to have uttered a curse on the land in which he died. He spoke the following words. I was the border man's friend. Many times I have saved him and his people from harm. I never warred with you but only to protect our wigwams and lands. I refused to join your pale face enemies with the redcoats. I came to the fort as your friend and you murdered me. You have murdered by my side, my youngest son for young son for this. May the curse of the great spirit rest upon this land. May it be blighted by nature. May it even be blighted in its hopes. May the strength of its peoples be paralyzed by the stain of our blood. Listen, you don't, fuck with native americans you don't just don't fuck with anybody but yeah but they will fucking put a curse on you god damn yes they have rightly fucking so they have like the they have like this inherent spirituality of all of nature's forces like they will they'll fuck you up with that shit i it just blows my mind that we're such pieces of shit every day for real (laughs) Um, so strange events occurred later in history, such as a lightning bolt that twice destroyed a monument erected in honor of the colonists who fought for the Ohio River Valley. Twice. Twice. Um, Not when once, the moth- <laughs> twice. <But> twice. <laughs> when the Mothman appeared in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, many people were convinced that he was yet another punishment set upon the land from the angered spirit of Chief Cornstalk. Um, the Mothman didn't leave any DNA behind, so we can't test it. But he has been described before other disasters as well throughout time. Of course, they vary slightly in description, but they all seem to point to this this creature. So I am going to read some of those because it blew my fucking mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. The collapse of Zion T. Dam. Okay. Surprisingly, the first sighting of the Mothman may be traced back to 40 years before he appeared in Point Pleasant. In January 1926, uh, the appearance of a strange creature in southeastern China is reported. The locals describe the creature as man dragon that could frequently be seen hovering over the dam. Okay. Um, on January 19th, 1926, the Zion Dam collapsed releasing nearly 40 billion gallons of water into the surrounding farms in the valley. Shit. The death toll is estimated to be well over 15,000, though many records of this disaster have since been destroyed. I was just going to ask, like, how many people died from that shit? Because yeah. you know a lot of people died. And then the collapse of the Silver Bridge. Uh-huh. 
um, and all the stuff in Point Pleasant, the collapse of the Freiburg mine on the morning of September 10th, 1978, a group of miners was going to work in Freiburg, Germany, when they were confronted by a strange man in a trench coat. When they got closer, they realized it wasn't a man, but a strange creature with huge wings. It appeared to have no head, but had large glowing red eyes on what seemed to be its chest. They stood in the entrance of the mine, staring at the creature until it let out a terrifying scream that made them turn and run away from the mine. An hour later, the mine collapsed. What? So it's like this, like... It's like an omen. It's like a bad omen. Or like it's trying to warn people, like, hey, you dumb fucks, this shit is gonna happen. Yeah. Or like... You know... Or maybe is like a sign from the Native American curse, like you know. Well, I mean? that was in Germany, though. Oh, like this is all. This thing has been seen all over the world. Oh shit! Yeah. So that's why it makes me think like it's just some kind of like being that's trying to warn people, like, "Hey, you dumb shits, this is gonna happen." Yeah. It gets worse. Okay. Throughout the year of 1985, many scientists, workers, and citizens who lived near the power plant in Chernobyl. Oh. saw a large bird-like creature with the body of a man flying around the nuclear plant. <laughs> they oh, also the claimed that it had glowing red eyes. Wow. On April 26, 1986, the creature was spotted before a huge explosion that became one of the most famous nuclear incidents in history. Witnesses also saw the creature flying through the smoke and wreckage after the horrifying event. Hmm. Several days before the terrible attack on September 11th, 2001, several people saw a strange flying creature near the Twin Towers. Those who saw the attack report that the same creature was flying parallel to the second plane as it hit the tower. Okay. So, my... Oh, there's more, by the way, but yes. Okay, okay, go, 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 go. I need more. Uh, The collapse of the I-35 bridge at the end of June in 2007, reports of Mothman began surfacing in Minnesota. The reports were concentrated in Minneapolis, the surrounding areas, and the I-35 bridge. After a month of them seeing the Mothman, the bridge collapsed on August 1st, 2007. The collapse killed 13 people and injured 145 others. Uh... The swine flu outbreak in Mexico. <laughs> uh, residents of La, La Junta, La Junta, Mexico, began seeing a large black red-eyed creature in 2009. The creature stalked the town just before the swine flu outbreak that devastated that area. Witnesses report being terrified by its screaming. One was even chased by the creature. Local authorities searched for it but never found it. And... The last one is Fukushima. Uh, Two witnesses were near Japan's Fukushima power plant in March of 2011 when they heard a loud screech. They turned back to see a creature sitting on top of the Fukushima plant. It suddenly unfurled its wings and began to fly toward them. They were terrified by its glowing red eyes that were looking right at them, but the creature disappeared right after that. Shortly after the creature appeared to them, Fukushima was devastated by an earthquake in the nuclear power plant uh, that they were like walking by exploded. And what year was that? 2011. Was that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's probably more recent ones, but this is all that was on this mythology website that I found. So, yeah. So I think 
I think that it, it so Mothman him, himself has never like harmed anyone. Just the dog. Just the dog. Which is not even confirmed. That literally could have been a dog that got hit by a car. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a weird coincidence. So I'm wondering, like... But it's not... He's not always been seen when something bad happens. Well, usually whenever he's seen, something bad happens within, like, a year. What or Or a few days. What so was there a was there a an extreme event that like a some kind of tragedy that happened with the first story you were saying about the two couples in the car the silver bridge collapse was that with the two couples yeah every sighting in point in West Virginia led up to the point uh, the silver bridge collapse within how much time that was a year that was probably the longest one I yeah. It seems to be like it does seem to be like an omen of some sort, right? Because it's it, like, which made me think about the whole angel thing, uh huh. Like, which is weird. I mean, because we know I'm not religious, but like, just the descriptions of angels being like these terrifying beings that we can't fathom or comprehend. Yeah, or like, I, I no longer, I no longer believe it's aliens. I mean, I can still buy the alien thing. I could still buy it, but I, I'm leaning more towards... What if it was like Stitch? Like it, it was an escaped experiment and now it lives on our world and like warns us of bad shit happening. Maybe. I, ju- I feel like it's something more spiritual than that, though. I'm more leaning towards the uh, the Native American curse slash like... Which I of. which I can get behind if it was a bunch of shit that kept happening in West Virginia. But why would the Native American curse go to Germany and Japan and everywhere else? That's true. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's my only flaw in that. If it was just in West Virginia, I could buy that. But because it's literally across the globe that this thing has been reported, I can't. But who's to say it's not just another mythical, well, you know, like a mythical creature like uh, Bigfoot and shit like that. That's like, I don't know, like, I don't know who's to say. I mean, that- it's yeah, it could it could just be and there could be more than one of them. But it's just very odd that it's always seen before a disaster. Yeah, it is. Wow. So, yeah, that was good. I lo- I like that. I like that kind of shit yeah i just i once it was in my head like you because i just type in words and type in dna and see what i can find and i was like oh mothman let me see if there's anything about the mothman and then i found a dude that they call the mothman who like it's terrifying we don't know anything about moths by the way um but he does like dna sequencing on moths and like he sends them out for like research and he'll go out and like catch all these moths and they all have like different like genitalia like he sees things that he's never seen before like we don't know a fucking thing about moths and that was the only dna thing that i found that was like actual dna and not just me saying there was no dna yeah yeah (laughs) but um or like what the dna could be but but yeah so i also didn't know half that shit (laughs) no no i didn't i didn't know a lot of that i've i've heard a I think I listened to a podcast about the Mothman, but that shared... My favorite murder did this Mothman. That might have been what it was. Um, but I feel like you shared uh, different, like, different information than they shared. I just didn't want to focus on the deaths. Like, it wasn't gonna... 
It wasn't a murder, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I thought maybe they might have used DNA to, like, identify some of the bodies, but, you know, they were found in their vehicles. So, like, you know, that'd be pretty easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, nope, that was it. I'm interested, like, I wonder what sightings have not been reported oh i guarantee there's been tons yeah yeah i also wonder if like if we're gonna turn on uh like the news and just see like mothman headed for the white house honestly at this point fucking go (laughs) just go he's like something bad's gonna happen yeah like just just fuck i would just hug him right now (laughs) just take me bro well but that actually leads me into my padded room. Okay. Because you mentioned that earthquake in uh, Japan in 2011. Yeah. So have you watched the new Unsolved Mysteries? No, I have not yet. Oh my God. So the, I won't give like, I mean, it's not really giving anything away, but. Can you uh, hear all those sirens? Yeah. What the fuck? Is that what that is? Yeah. Uh, it's At least it's not the purge whistle. So I'm all it right. It kind of sounded like it. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, is Mothman coming for us? <laughs> no, I think it's just a fire. But <laughs> just you know, just a fire. Just a fire. Um. Well, one of the episodes, it was probably my favorite of the volume two. Uh, it's about the, uh, the I think it was the 2011 uh, huge earthquake in Japan that led to a tsunami in this one part. Oh, of, in this one region that killed a ton of people, and okay. now it's like now it's there's all these um all these spirits that have not crossed over that there's been like there's been like hundreds of reported um interactions with these spirits no way it was yeah you gotta watch it it was really interesting and this one um he they call him a reverend but i believe he's of the like I, i don't know if it's buddhist or hindu faith um but he's talking through a lot of it and he's saying like the the culture there views um views death what did he say it's like a it's like this this sheer he describes it as like, like a veil sh- like this veil like this veil like door and he's okay. like he's like we still we can still see that side and they can see us like the way he described it was really interesting like that's how hmm. that's how the culture views death is like we're we're still kind of on the same plane we're just like separated by this veil right okay it okay. was really it was really cool and they talk about how um they talk about how they were trying to to really study all these reported sightings of spirits and what was what their biggest like piece of evidence about these sightings were these were cab drivers because cab drivers would pick up these these people right drive them to their destination and then there'd be no one in the cab and this happened multiple times there's a place like that where the cab drivers like they always get stiff it's oh new orleans in, in like the French Quarter, it happens oh, all the yeah, fucking yeah. time. Yeah, like they'll pick someone up, they'll take them to their destination, and then they look back and they're gone. And it's not that they got out of the car; like they were ghosts. Yes, yes, that's it's like it's it's very similar to that. And that's so cool. But they they're using like these um these stories from cab drivers as like evidence because the cab drivers their meters running. Like all these cab drivers are not lying. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um. But then they'll look, they'll look back 
and there's nobody there. It's it's so it's it's really a, a f- like fascinating story. I love that. I'll have to watch that. It's really good. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's very good. Nice. How about you? Mine is also about death. Oh, great. Um, that's why we're all here. That's why we're here. Um, so as you all know, my dog Louie passed away. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm gonna try not to cry but i am really struggling with his death um because i couldn't be with him when they put him to sleep because of covid precautions so it's hitting me not that it wouldn't hit me hard regardless but i don't have closure like i need yeah and because i didn't watch him pass i feel like i don't know that he's okay so i found a pet psychic She's a psychic in general, though, not just a pet psychic, but she does medium, I should say. Where Um, does one find a pet medium? (laughs) I found her on TikTok. What? Yeah, there's actually a ton of mediums on TikTok that like do readings and stuff and like they're really good. Um, There's everything on TikTok. That shit. So she's I don't want I don't want to like minimize her to just a pet medium. She does everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does also do pet readings. So I scheduled with her because I figured, fuck it. What do I have to lose? Except maybe some of the guilt that I have and I'm holding. Um, and I'll know my dog is okay. So I scheduled with her. She was a doll. She was so sweet. Um, and she was like, well, what do you want to know about first? And I just said, Louie, I just need to know if he's okay. And she described his personality to a T. And I want to be clear about this. Louie was not a typical dog. Louie did not act like a typical, typical dog. He was not like one of those like happy, dumb dogs. He was, he was full of personality. He was stubborn as hell. And he was just just such a chill cool dog and she just described his personality exactly sweet so um, what how did you do this was this on like zoom or something i just called she called me okay we did it over the phone so she didn't have any pictures of him or anything like she didn't know anything about him other than he was a dog um and his name so she could like call him forward um and essentially he said that he like she said that animals you know they they don't they don't have like full sentences like humans do you know like it's just not the way their brains worked so that he was okay it's almost just like an energy thing yes yeah like he's okay he's happy he is with other of my animals Mm -hmm. um and that he is um not in pain anymore and she said he's telling me it was like it was sudden and it was not it was like sort of scheduled that you had to go somewhere with him and i said yeah and she said he's saying as soon as he left as soon as he died he was at your feet again (laughs) and i fucking lost it um because he would he'd always come and like sit at my feet and especially whenever he couldn't see anymore um, he'd come and sit at my feet until I'd pick him up because he couldn't jump up on the couch and, you know, he was blind. Um, so she said, as soon as he passed away, he was at your feet again and he was worried about you and Aww. that he is with you all the time and that he visits you all the time. <laughs> um, and then she said, um, that he came to me in a dream and he did. And I remember the dream. 
And I remember waking up and I was like very upset because like I saw my dog and I want my dog, you know. Um, and she, I was like, he did come to me in a dream. Holy shit. And she was like, that he was like, you weren't seeing him. He kept doing things so you would see him, but you weren't seeing him. And that was the only way he could make you see him. Aww. Yeah. So um did that help? Yeah, it did. I mean, I still cry a lot. Like the other night, I just started crying out of the blue. Um, Joey found one of his sweaters and I kind of like lost it. Oh my God. That's, oh yes, that's yeah. the worst. But like, it it did help a whole lot. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, this is some like woo-woo shit. But again, I like woo-woo shit. So one, fuck you. And two, um, she was very accurate about some other things too. So I have other people on my spirit team and that's what she calls it is your spirit team, which is like, you have a guardian angel, which is like an angel. And then you have like your ancestors that, you know, want to help guide you. And she said that my grandma, she said, there's a, there's a grandma figure and she's saying things to me in a different language. And I can't understand what the hell she's saying to me. Oh, Italian. And yes. And she was like, she keeps pointing to words that I know mean grandma in different languages. Like you stupid American figure it out. And I was like, well, that would be my grandma. Cause that sounds like her. And, um, and she was like, she chose to be with you out of everybody else. She chose to be with you and that she's guiding me and, you know, that sort of thing. And like, she gave me some, you know, I'm not going to talk about that because it's some shit I don't want to put out there. Um, but then she said that my uncle um, pops in and checks on me um, and that he wants me to live up to my potential a bit more. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> which is you know okay Damn, fair sick, sick burn fair. yeah fair um and then that she said this is this is what tripped me up and i was like holy shit because like you know i was i was happy with the louis thing but at the same time you always have that little bit of doubt like and every psychic is not going to be right about everything you're just not and any psychic who claims they are is full of shit and she never did claim she was i want to make that clear but <clears throat> she said there's a grandfather figure and he's in the back of your spirit team, almost like he didn't know you. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Cause both my grandpa's died before I was born. And she's like, okay. And she was like, but he comes to you all the time. And he's like your protector. And she was like, and I see this image of him standing in your doorway at the foot of your bed and you're in bed and you're really scared. And I was like, I got fucking chills. And I was like, what? And she was like, he checks on you and he stands in your doorway because he doesn't want to scare you. And he watches you and makes sure you're okay. So this is one of my ghost stories. Are you fucking ready? Okay. When I was like five years old, we got robbed. I was sitting on the couch. My mom was upstairs in the shower. And some dude literally just walked in my house, just ripped open the screen door, could have stepped two feet and hurt me, but didn't, grabbed the purse, my mom's purse on the table and ran out. What? I was terrified. Like, I legit pissed myself. I was five years old. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Some stranger just pissed myself at 26. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I was terrified. And that night I went up to, you know, I went to bed and I was like really scared in bed. And my mom came in and went and sat on my windowsill because I had like a, like a, a seated windowsill you could sit and like look out Mm -hmm. i looked back to the door to see if my dad was coming 
And in the doorway, I saw my grandpa. And I knew what he looked like because I had his picture in my room. And I saw him standing in the doorway. And I looked at him and I was like, what the hell? It was not my my dad. They didn't you know, look that much alike. It was not my dad. It was my grandpa. And it was a full body apparition standing in my doorway at the foot of my bed. And I was like, what? And I like freaked out, you know, because at five years old, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, but she said that to me and that's what clicked in my head was like, he literally stood in my doorway at the foot of my bed, staring at me in bed. Cause I was terrified. Wow. And she was like, he was trying to protect you and keep you calm. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's crazy. So that made me think like, okay, yeah, she's, she's, she definitely has a connection with that side. Oh, I want to um, do it. Yeah, she was she was great and very affordable and just a very sweet human, very very caring. Um and she also said like my accident, I think I told you about that when I had my accident, um I I was convinced I was going to die because I had always had dreams about dying in a car accident. And I told you about that psychic lady that like walked up to me and she's like you should be dead right now. <laughs> And did I tell you about that? I don't think so. Yeah, I was like, so I had my accident when I was 15. And like, it was like a year later and I was out of my cast and everything. And like, I was okay. And she walked up to me. She's like, you should be dead. And I was like, excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what, <laughs> bitch? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, you should be dead right now. And she was like, something happened. She's like, it was something traumatic and major and you should be dead right now. And I was like, cool, cool. Okay. All right. And she was like, like, yeah, but, bitch, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, but right before it happened, you, you cried out, you called out for someone and they helped you. And they saved you is what she said. And uh, this this girl told me she was like, it was like the Archangel Michael or something is what she said. Oh. And that like, he, I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is when I die. Like, that was my last thought before I cracked my head open was, oh, my God, this is how I die. And I guess me saying, oh, my God, was like what supposedly called out. Now, that's two psychics in a row that have told me that. And yet, and yet, I'm a not religious person. It's not yeah. about religious, but you're like, it, ugh, you're so. I know. So like inconsistent. With I know. Shit. I am. Um, I can't <sighs> help it. I can't help it. Um, yeah. So. So whatever. you still don't believe in an afterlife, though. I mean. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Go on. Yeah, but it just it's too scary to think that what if there really is nothing? That's my thing. It's not necessarily that I don't think there isn't something, but I don't like the unknown, like of space, right? It's like the same thing. Like you don't know what it is. You don't know what it's going to be. And I'm not looking forward to it all just ending and then I don't exist anymore because none of that was real and we all just made it up as some kind of comfort to get but us did, through. But didn't this great psychic like – at all like didn't she kind of give you evidence that that's clearly not true maybe whatever bitch (laughs) no but do you get what i mean though like it's just the fact that like i to me that's not i didn't see it so it's not (laughs) it's not i do i of course i see what you're saying i think everyone like struggles with this to some extent but like it you're seeking out proof so clearly (laughs) no yeah i mean it's not that i don't believe there's something it's just the fact that it's unknown that scares me of course yeah obviously but we've had this conversation before where you're like nope it's nothing you just turn off you're done like 
Well, you know what? I think it probably is like that for some people. It could be, I guess. I think there are some people that it just, you just, it just ends. Everything just fucking ends. But then again, I believe in reincarnation too. So maybe it just ends because we turn into somebody else. So I don't fucking know. I'm all over the place. Who knows? Until there's something that can prove to me there's an app. I would do an upload. Have you watched that show? I haven't done that. I haven't watched that yet. I've heard good things. It's great. And if that if that ever happens, I will do that because I'm too terrified to know what is out there after we die. So, oh, on that note. Yeah, that was a cheery note. Yeah, that was a lot. Wow. That was yeah. really cool, though. I'm going to ask you more questions about it. Yeah, sorry for the really long padded room, but I've also been holding on to this for like two weeks because I we know. didn't record last week. Because I told you and I told you to save it. Yeah. So I just like dumped a ton of shit on you got all of you. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. So fun, fun. No, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So that was my padded room. I don't have any animals for you. I'll post a cute picture of Louie since we talked about him. Louie. That's what you'll get this week. All right. Well, follow us on all of our shit. Um, Chardonnay and DNA on Instagram. Chardonnay and sign. Also known as ampersand DNA. Uh, um, on our Facebook. We like never use Twitter. But Chardonnay DNA, uh, Chardonnay and DNA at gmail.com, Chardonnay and DNA.com. We have a Patreon. We have shit you can buy. Yeah, buy some shit. So, buy, just buy the shirts. Just buy the, because I'm, I'm really tired of them sitting in my house. Come on, just just buy one. We all love it. Or if you're t-shirt. a podcast that listens to us and you want to do a swapsies, I'm down for that too. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. We can do shirt swapsies and represent each other. Like, that's cool. Oh, that's actually a really, that's a great idea. Yeah. So, you know, just reach out. Um, um, all right. Well, um, say your prayers. Hide from Mothman. Don't hide. Just just embrace it. <laughs> embrace Mothman. Embrace the Mothman. <laughs> he probably just needs a hug. I honestly think that he could be like some kind of gift to show us like what. Yeah. Yeah, to like warn us and yeah, I don't know. There's something. There's something there, man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to Point Pleasant soon, so I will let you know. Are you actually? Yes. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Joey and I have been talking about it for fucking years, and we never go. They have a big Mothman festival, which obviously didn't happen this year, but like, but like that would be amazing. Yeah. Yes. So I was I was look doing a little bit of like just Wikipedia searching while you were talking, and I saw the. Um, that that there's a festival, which is yeah, they have a big statue in the middle of town. Like yes, yes, yeah. So I just want to go. It'd be really cool. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Well, stay sane, everyone. Um, Yep. Yeah. Just keep your DNA to yourself. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) that works. (laughs) No, that's all right. It worked. All right. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.